Welcome to the Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Sarah. And we are on the air. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> yeah, we were gone for a couple weeks longer, <laughs> or a week longer. We, we just ghosted a little. <laughs> we definitely hardcore ghosted all of you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is our reunion tour. Our apology tour. Our apology tour. <laughs> we weren't gone that long, or it's a reunion, but um, it kind yeah. of feels like it. To I me. had to leave unexpectedly for some work stuff, so. Yeah. We missed the opportunity to record in time for the two week, every two weeks episode. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You get one. You get that. On the third week. (laughs) 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 And you get that other one. (laughs) Um, You get one on week three after the last episode. But now from that day, it'll be every two weeks. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Our bad. You were you were gone out of the state, and I was just in the trenches. Emotionally, you were in the trenches <laughs> at work, professionally, educationally, developmentally, personally, physically in trenches. Spiritually, yeah. Well, your AC is not working right now. Yeah, it's ninety degrees at my house at nine p.m. It was ninety degrees. Yeah, well, it's like eighty outside at night. At night, so, <laughs> so like that doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. You can't even open a window for some reprieve. No, like the wind like barely comes in. I don't know. Your house is immune to wind. Yeah, there's like no breeze. <laughs> no breeze. No windows opening does enough. Oh my god. The house god. retains but heat. Someone's Our coming. Broken. <laughs> Someone. We are in California, SoCal, and there's just a major heat wave happening right now. Which I think might just be current, like life in the summer is just one long heat wave now. Cause yeah, like I don't no think one it's cares a, I think about it's only the going to get worse. And by no one, I mean corporations and our politicians, <laughs> but that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Stay tuned. Um, but you're getting it fixed on Thursday. Yeah, that's the goal. That day it's going to be like seventy degrees, so no big deal. No, <laughs> oh, joking. no it's, it's all right. It's already been like two to three weeks. Of this suffering. is like how badly do you want to live in Seattle right now when you go into your house? I would love a rainy day, but I feel like I mean I've never been to Seattle, but I'm guessing it would be like a little humid because of it's all the actually rain. not. It's really? not like East Coast. It rarely gets warm there, like hot warm, uh-huh. like that we would call hot. Like to them, like seventies, high seventies is hot to them. But I know like last summer, I can't remember if it was last summer or the summer before, the Pacific Northwest did have a heat wave uh-huh. where like temperatures went like to 100. And because it's so cool there all the time, most like apartments and things don't have AC. <laughs> oh, no. So like people were struggling. That's how it can be on the East Coast. Most of my, like, pretty much everyone I knew growing up did have AC, except for me. Um, so. Oh, yeah. That's why I remember going and visiting in the summer, taking a shower because I felt so gross and sweaty. And it doesn't get better Getting, after getting out of the shower and being like, I need to take another shower. Like, I just yeah. want to stand in a cold shower. No, I realized my AC situation right now is, like, exactly how it was in Connecticut. It's just, well, especially because in the house, since it's, like, retaining the heat, kind of, like, it just it's feels humid. Oven. So, it's definitely, like, Connecticut, where nothing you could do. We didn't have AC. It was just a fan in a window. Um, uh, but most people did have AC. I just remember my friends going to college out there, and I think their dorms didn't have AC. That's messed up because it gets hot in New England. Yeah, but like it's not like it's not like California where then I had AC in my dorm and I was like, this is amazing. Isn't I can it crazy? Be cool whenever I want. I can be cool. And you that's are cool. just generally how you feel when you get to college that you can be cool. Whenever Go to school, you want. kids. <laughs> Go to school. School's cool. School's cool. Well, I hope it gets fixed on Thursday because this heat wave is supposed to last through to Monday. I mean, I'll survive. And today's I've lived Tuesday. Like <laughs> I know. I'm just so spoiled in my little house bubble that it's so cold here. 
It's cold. Yeah, I brought a sweater and I have a blanket right now. <laughs> you guys, I run hot. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling hot. Uh, you know what? It's because growing up when we were like, mom was single mom. In the other three era. kids. Yeah, pre your Before dad. Sarah BS. <laughs> yeah. Before Sarah Nick BSN. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's total BS. Yeah. Oh my God. Before Sarah. This is total BS. That's what I'm going to call it now if I talk <laughs> about a time before you. You guys saw that journey. We got there. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, but we didn't have AC in the house. Uh-huh. It wasn't, I mean, it was the early 90s. Yeah. So it wasn't like hardcore prevalent, but uh-huh. we didn't have central AC. And then. Mom didn't get a car with AC in it until I was 12. I think she bought it because she was pregnant with you because it was like around the time you- Wow, I was such a little princess. Well, she needed a van. She, she, <laughs> she got driving AC us in around the car and like, dad truck. quit smoking. <laughs> dad quit smoking. Mom got AC. <laughs> Just for me. So I think like there's some psychological thing to like AC is like- what it represents to me is not just like cold. It's like, it was a luxury to, to have access oh, yeah. to AC growing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you understand this. No, because I thought all my friends were just rich and like privileged No, it's to pretty have standard. <laughs> no, I know. Eventually I realized, I was, but then that, that was its own complex of like, why don't I have AC? <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah, you just like get used to just being uncomfortable all the time. Yeah, it sucks because- before you guys moved to Connecticut, we had spent like years renovating our house. Mm-hmm. And like one of the first things they did was like put central AC in our house in wow. San Diego. And then you guys moved to Connecticut. No AC. <laughs> <Just laughs> such a bummer. <laughs> Anywho, that was our segment on keeping cool. Well, just like life before me, not having AC stinks and it's total BS. Sarah, are you alluding to something? Maybe today's... I might be doing a little allude. Are you doing a little allude? Pop that shoulder. I'm popping the shoulder. I'm alluding. Tilt that. (laughs) She is alluding, you guys. I have a little... She has an allude. A glint of wonder in my eye. (laughs) You guessed it right. I'm alluding to something. (laughs) You guys, today's episode is the part one of Bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. Bulldog Briscoe. In the doghouse. In the doghouse. And I'm going to go today. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yep. I'm going to do my episode today. Sarah's going to do hers next week. Mm-hmm. Or next episode. I keep saying that. It's every two weeks. I need to get used to it. You can assume it. whatever length of time it takes for us to publish a new episode is considered one week in our minds. That's, we travel in our brains on one-week one schedules. Week, even if it's three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing episode 18, season five, Bad Dog. That's Tell us about a dog. Well, it was written by Suzanne Martin. Okay. And it was directed by Pamela Fryman. Who is she? <laughs> oh, she is actually a big director. She directed, mm-hmm. I think, like 35 episodes of Frasier. Dang. But she was like the main director of How I Met Your Mother. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And now she's working on Night Court, which I heard mm-hmm. is actually really good. I'm it got a bunch it. of nominations. Hmm. Um, it has a lot of funny people on it that I've seen pictures. Mm-hmm. So I might yeah, dip might my toe into it, that. Dip your little toe in it. Look, I don't like court, but I have to go. It should be at night. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. Who else is a night <laughs> owl? <laughs> All right. That was good. Anyways. And she also is directing How I Met Your Father. Your father. How I Met Your Father. Couldn't Anyways. get into that. I'll be real. I tried one episode, though, but maybe that's I, not a fair chance. I can't. It just seems like a Disney show to me. I haven't even, like... Yeah. Plus, I think Hilary Duff is in it, which I don't not like her. I actually like her more as an adult actress. Mm-hmm. Like, Younger. Have you ever seen the show Younger? No. It's very good. Wow. I think it's done was now. It when she, she was younger? 
No, it was like oh. a few years ago. <laughs> Technically, she was younger. It was a fun show to watch. <laughs> you would think it'd be bad, but she did good. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, before we hated on the Kardashians, we hated on like Disney pop stars. So really? Oh yeah, like see, I just grew up like obviously I was a kid. Everyone but I hate. I remember in college being like. God, I can't wait till like the Jonas Brothers are like irrelevant. And now I'm just like, oh my you God, know what? Joe I do Jonas remember. and Sophie Turner, they're the cutest couple. I do remember being eight and like so obsessed with the Jonas Brothers and you being a little noticeably indifferent towards them. So that makes sense. Yeah, that was like my fuck the world phase in college where I was just like, I'm cool. And I listened to Fleet Foxes and Bonnie Bear. <laughs> they were like younger than you. Like, I, How are you going to hate on a 16 year old? <laughs> because they were everywhere. Like everywhere you looked. Yeah. Anyways, this episode aired on April 7th, 1998. Still a little glimmer in mom's eye then. Yeah. I was once again, not alive. <laughs> Total BS. It was <laughs> total before Sarah. This episode was total BS. <laughs> That's crazy. So first, before we get into this, okay, dog meaty episode. <laughs> Let me give you guys all a defining moment. Okay, I'm ready. Hit me with it. According to Wikipedia, the phrase <laughs> "bad dog" <What>? is spoken <laughs> to domestic dogs when they have misbehaved. Or disobeyed instructions. <laughs> Just to clear up any confusion. Oh, please. Yeah, thank for you. For the title of this <laughs> I don't know how I would have gotten through No, for without real? Without the Wikipedia definition of that topic. It was so quaint to come across that. I literally was researching for this episode on a wiki camp and I was like, oh, is there like a wiki on this episode? No, but this episode is referenced, like footnoted. <laughs> As an example of bad dog for the Wikipedia page for the phrase bad dog. Actually, okay, I did need to know that. There was a time. <laughs> That's helpful okay. to continue my life. I needed to know that Yes, someone took the time. Someone took the time. I'm always delighted when someone takes the time. Better, well, I'm not taking the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, just a quick shout out to all those who take the time. You guys are the real heroes yeah. Which is a theme of this episode. I knew there was some, Let's get into it. You said that with some meaning. <laughs> I always say everything with meaning. Yes. Everything I say matters. It does. Just like this. So Bulldog and Frasier, they're okay. in line at Cafe Universa. That's how this the episode starts. Classic this, episode this opening. A, a classic cafe we're, moment. We're a classic cafe. Yeah. The line's all built up. It's way busier than normal. Um, and... Bulldog's in front of Frasier in line and he's like, I have an appointment. And Bulldog's like, sorry, some weenie complained and now they have to clean the milk steamer every time they use it. And Frasier makes a face and Bulldog's like, oh my God, you're the weenie. <laughs> he's always the weenie. Frasier is always the weenie. <laughs> um, so Bulldog starts making fun of him. They kind of go back and forth. At this point, we're five seasons in, and it's no secret to us viewers that Bulldog is essentially like the antithesis of Frasier. He's brash, loud, he's cocky, he loves sports, he enjoys pranking people. He's essentially a sexist jock who mm -hmm. is like perma-horned up. <laughs> Just perma-horned. Perma-horned. <laughs> Look, my mom's listening. I had to make it sound cute. Um... So basically he's like a product, his character is a product of like the toxic masculinity yeah. that was ever so present during the 90s. It still is present, but like on sitcoms, obviously, they pushed- Like being macho. That, yeah. I, I think like my opinion is like we're laughing at him, not mm -hmm. with him. Like he is this character to like kind of judge- yeah. In that way, like we're somewhere, viewers are supposed to be somewhere between Frasier and Bulldog is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I, I think that's something like we kind of had discussed that a little before too, how I think it's cool about Frasier, how there's not really one group that you're always laughing at. Like even with Martin versus Frasier, 
There's oh, yeah. times where with both of them, you're like, okay, you're both a little extreme. You guys are both dicks. <laughs> you can relate to both of them and you can be like, okay, I know someone like you that's annoying yeah. in that way or like, you know, um, but I'm also annoying in that way. Or, Life is not black and white. Yeah. So I think that's the cool thing where it's not like Bulldog definitely is so different from Frasier, but he doesn't exist. Like he pokes fun at Frasier, but he, Frasier also pokes fun at Bulldog. Yeah. This is a classic. Yeah. Classic interaction on the show is literally just like critiquing a person for being that type of person. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> like, think of it. Think about it. Yeah. Um, so obviously like the intro to this episode, it's very much showing you what, like showing you the dynamic of the characters, mm-hmm. which we kind of already know, but it's also setting up for the episode of like Frasier constantly rolling his eyes and Bulldog being like, <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Yeah, exactly like that. Okay. So now we're back in Nervosa. Roz has arrived with her new dress for the upcoming CB awards. The CBs. So season five, she's prego with an ego. <laughs> She's not thr- ready to pop out of the toaster. <laughs> Literally. She isn't thrilled about her shopping experience, the dress she selected. She's Ugly. complaining. <laughs> the dress is so horrible. Hey, put a pin in that. We'll get back <laughs> okay. to the dress, but I disagree with you. <gasps> Hot take. Hot take. A hot ego out of the toaster oven take. Sorry. <laughs> My brain Can't is stupid. Them all. No. Sorry. Look, they can't all be tens, people. So Frasier, of course, chimes in and is like, oh, well, I'm not pregnant and I'm actually very excited for the CBs this year. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. He doesn't say that, but, but he just might like, as well. She's like, this sucks. And he's like, well, I'm looking forward to it. And Bulldog, of course, is like, why are you looking forward to it? You're not going to win. They uh-huh. never give it to the MC. So obviously Frasier's hosting this year. Yeah. Bulldog's all confident he's going to get an award because he's the best, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just like this tennis match of maturity, <laughs> clear maturity happening. Great way to describe two. it. Tennis match of maturity. So Bulldog finally gets to the front of the line. He's ordering his coffee. All of a sudden, Frazier nudges to Ross and is like, there's a man with a gun. Well, Bulldog overhears this and yells, he's got a gun. Everyone scatters. Pandemonium. (laughs) Coffee goes flying. The gunman drops his gun, runs out of the shop. The dust settles. And everyone thinks that Bulldog purposefully threw his hot coffee at the would-be gunman Mm -hmm. and then grabbed Roz and protected her from any harm. However, our guy Frazier, <laughs> our man Frazier, our man Frazier, he saw what really happened. He saw Bulldog scream in a panic, mistake the gunman for someone behind Roz, and in his panic, drops, throws his coffee, lands on the actual gunman. That burns the gunman. He runs out. So it was an accident. And he literally takes pregnant Roz <laughs> and turns her towards who he thought the gunman was mm-hmm. and uses her as a human shield. And it was all very quick instinctually on his part. Yeah. So what it looks like to everybody else, because the gunman was on the other side, the other side is that... He threw his coffee and he shielded Roz and turned her away from him. You got it. How so, my first also she's would be, pregnant. Double shield. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was messed up. Some, some I way. think it's. I've ne- I never really thought about how the writers really had a whole conversation like related to the fact that Roz was pregnant too, like right before. So that's like fresh in his mind that this woman has a baby. Mm-hmm. And I can understand in that situation, like maybe not thinking of others, but like why would you use someone else? Just let alone run like, out. Just your run friend, out. a woman, someone who's pregnant. Like I would also just like drop to the ground and try to like. Th- he was right next to the like kind of. Well, bar. this is before. Before school shootings, so I you've had a, I have thought a you, lot about it. You've had a lot of training, but you've had a lot of like 
Yeah, uh, I guess I was trained to duck in cover. Yeah, like what is it called? A f- a, f- a uh, lockdown? Yeah, like a lockdown drill. Yeah, I had a lot you of lockdowns. You know, Bulldog didn't get to have that lovely well, where experience. where did he learn use a human shield? Use a human to shield He's you. a little guy. He's probably- Are you defending? <laughs> no, I'm just- exp- You asked a question. I'm All answering. Right, right. I did ask a question. Little people got I just think it says a little, little bit about his character. Oh. That you would sacrifice someone else. We're going to get into that. Life. All right. I'm prematurely- yeah. Okay. You're prematurely discussing. Th- no, I'm joking. This is fine. Yeah, we're going to get into it. So Roz doesn't even know this when this happens. She immediately is like, oh my God, Bulldog, you saved me. I can't believe it. I can't believe you did that. And another woman, he's like, what? I feel like that's a hint that she couldn't believe it. Like, maybe it's not true. (laughs) I think she says, like, I can't believe it. (laughs) Um, And then another, like, before he can even, like, I feel like maybe in that moment he could have, like, been the opportunity to be like, I didn't do that. Like, I was hiding. But then immediately another woman comes up to him and is like, oh, my God, you're my hero. And he's just like, yeah, all right. Okay, everyone thinks I somehow saved everybody. I'm just going to roll with this. That's just so. Ew. It's icky. Like, there's a level two of, like, at least with the coffee, right? He did end up saving them in a way with that. He didn't Just, mean to, though, and that wasn't his intent. Yeah, and he could have, like... he could have not even expressed the fact that he used Roz as a shield. He could have just said, oh, I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean to do that. He like, could have been like, oh, my God, I did. I just, like, freaked out because I was scared like all of you, and yeah. my coffee just happened to crush him. Yeah, like, what, you're the intentional hero now? He's very intentional, of course. He intentionally did all of that. No, he didn't. <laughs> So we cut to Frazier riding up the elevator to his apartment. Mm-hmm. Niles is in the elevator with him. Niles clearly looks like excited about something. He want he has news to share, but like Frazier's like this crazy gun thing just happened. <laughs> yeah, like my life was at risk. Yeah, and like he sees that like if he makes Niles wait any longer, it's gonna be bad. So he's like, All right, what news do you have? Mm-hmm. Niles is nominated for his own CB. Oh my God. For best guest on an information show. Um, Frazier rolls his eyes and he's just like, okay, that's like nothing. Who cares? Mm -hmm. So Niles is like, oh, you think you're the famous one. You're the successful one. To you, I'm invisible. Well, that's not how the rest of the world sees it. And they enter Frazier's apartment. And Martin and Daphne just run at Frazier and are like, oh my God, Frazier, how are you? Okay, we heard what happened. And like Niles is like, what? Like, I'm here too. It's just like the perfect like little yeah. fun little timing of a joke. And so they all come rushing to his side. They ignore Niles. Again, hilarious. So Frazier is like quickly irked when hearing that Martin and Daphne heard it on the news. Mm -hmm. That's how they knew ahead of time. And the story went on the news all about Bulldog, how he's a hero, how he saved everybody at the cafe, how he saved Roz. And like, I think Frazier is the one that says it. I can't remember Frazier or they said it on the news, but basically like they offered him a lifetime supply of muffins. Mm -hmm. Um, And so of course Daphne, our lovely Daphne (laughs) is like, I wonder how much that would be, a lifetime of muffins. (laughs) Now me, I could eat a muffin a day, sometimes even two, knowing they'd be free. (laughs) Ten muffins a week times 52 weeks for at least another 40 years. That's 20,000 muffins. (laughs) I love the way that she says it. Yeah. My life suddenly seems long measured in muffins. (laughs) (laughs) That quote just kept coming up when I was doing research for this episode. (laughs) Like, I do have to say, I've always wondered about, like, what a lifetime supply is. Have you like, ever had a lifetime supply of anything? No, have you? No. <laughs> I was like... Someone who has gotten a lifetime supply of something, can you let us know? I've There's always usually wondered. restrictions. It's like... I don't know if they do lifetime anymore. I don't know. But I know, like, yeah. people have won, like, a year of... Taco Bell and it's like yeah in this society have, like, I don't think we're giving out lifetimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much free shit it's like 
you get like a $10 voucher a week that you get to use or something like that. Or like, so it just but depends see, on the, it depends on the Who are the you store. to dis- to say how many muffins I would eat in my lifetime or exactly. in my year? You're giving me a $10 voucher that covers a day of muffins. It's a day. That's interesting. But I'm not, I'm not saying, saying (laughs) based on whatever information that I'm guessing, (laughs) I'm making my, you're all pissed. You're all pissed at all the companies. Okay. Sorry, everybody. We're back. We just had some technical, our recording program crashed for a second. But our life flashed before our eyes. <laughs> we had a and life- you know what? I didn't throw a pregnant lady in front of me. <laughs> <sighs> that was really good, Sarah. Thank you. Was, I'm just that good. You're just that. You're <laughs> the best. You should get a CB award for that joke. Just for being the best. Mm-hmm. I would accept it. Yeah, you would. Who wouldn't? Now we're back at the station. Frazier's been stewing for like a day now. Yeah. And... He's Frazier's in the booth. Bulldog walks in. You can see him behind the glass. It's being followed like a fucking Beatles <laughs> member. <laughs> like all these crowds of people following him around. Everyone's like patting him on the back. Mm-hmm. Roz is in the booth with a plate of cookies, slapping Frazier's hand away. Um, he comes in. He's like, oh, I already had muffins today. <laughs> But I guess I can have cookies. Can I get some milk with this? And Roz is like, of course, one second. Oh my God. I know. Ew. Fucking piece Ew. of garbage. Ew. Ew. It reminds me of one time my college boyfriend, he was really sick. And just, it was my first foray into taking care of men while sick, which is just a whole <laughs> different brand of That's like your least favorite activity. <laughs> just suck it up. You're men, aren't you? Um, anyways. <laughs> really relevant to our conversation. It's going to tie masculinity. <laughs> Really, exactly. I'm sorry, but anyways. So it's I was making him feel soup. Valid enough to express <laughs> their feelings. Okay. You know what? If you have a cold and you're like, uh, just feels so bad. Like I have to go to work with a cold, you know? Do you, or do you just push yourself to do that? It's just not that incapacitating. Like any, anyone, anytime my ex Mm -hmm. would feel any like discomfort, it was like, I have to lay in bed. (laughs) Anyway, so he asked for soup. So I'm making him soup. I bring him a bowl of soup and he looks at it and he's like, this is cream based. I want a broth soup. (laughs) I'm just like. <sighs> so it reminds me of just like you're doing something nice for somebody, Roz bringing cookies, and he's like, uh, What about some milk to go with these? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm pregnant and just made you cookies. <laughs> yeah, not good enough for you. Anyways, sorry for that little tangent. So also, like, he starts talking to Frazier about like how good like his life has been and that he's a hero mm-hmm. and like. He even like alludes to having a threesome with sisters the night before. Oh yeah, which that is like again. I had to remind myself like we're <laughs> laughing at him, we're <laughs> laughing at him, not with him. The writers aren't condoning this, you know. Yeah. Like it's sometimes he's so vile it just hurts. But a I was little. like, ew, can we not? <laughs> like, is there any other joke that could be written in that place? Mm-hmm. But again, the nineties. Um, so Frazier immediately calls him out and he's like, you are a liar. Like I saw everything that happened and there we, then we get lovely bulldog, what he's known for in defense. He starts yelling, that stinks. That's total BS. I'm a hero. I'm a brave, brave man. I'm going to start telling myself that when I wake up in the morning. There's your morning mantra. Yeah. You look yourself in the mirror every morning and you <laughs> I'm say, I'm a brave, brave I'm man. I'm a hero. I'm a brave, brave man. <laughs> and he's like, you're not going to tell, are you? Like immediately after all the yelling. <laughs> Frazier's like, look, I'm not going to expose your secret because a guilty conscience One needs second. no accuser. <laughs> and so Frazier bangs on this. 
And he's really excited to watch Bulldog all squirm under the pressure of his lie and like is going to watch him like an experiment to see like when like Bulldog finally has to like is compelled by his inner conscience to mm. confess. And right when Bulldog show starts, Roz gets in the producer booth and announces on the radio that the that Bulldog will be named man of the year at this year's CBs for his heroism. And he has an opportunity to confess. I think he even kind of makes a joke, like mm-hmm. trying to like play with Frazier's mind. He's yeah. like, I have to confess something <laughs> like to the woman that blah, blah, blah. I lost your number. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So he doesn't. So now Frazier gets home. He's all morose, sad, like a sad little basset hound walking around <laughs> his apartment. <laughs> he gets so sad when people don't act with integrity. <laughs> Within his ideas of In integrity. His yes. ideas, yes. Because he has a lot of... He does that as well. Questionable integrity actions. Mm-hmm. Questionable. Um, so he's like, I just can't get over this whole thing with Bulldog. I can't get it off my mind. And Martin's like, oh, it's fine. We all get obsessed. As long as you don't yak on and on to somebody who doesn't give a rat's ass. <laughs> I just immediately (laughs) taking himself out of the equation. He's just like, please don't do this again. This is just such a regular thing for him to just get on something. It's like, and he's all upset because like Frazier's strong ethical stance on one's conscience guiding them to do what is right. But Bulldog is not falling in line with this viewpoint of Mm -hmm. Frazier. And that's... In his quotes, shaking his worldview, which to me, I'm like, you don't know that Frazier, bad people exist. If, how do you look at Bulldog after knowing him for five seasons? Come on. Five seasons of life. <laughs> five seasons of your life that you're using him to like Guide shake your, your worldview. Bulldog? My, my worldview would have been shaken when I met him. Day just one. Being, yeah, just being reminded that people like that are out there, you know? Like, yeah. He's gross. He's funny. I really like him as a character because yeah, I know he's, he's not real, but if I had to know him in real life, I would be like... Yeah, what he offers to the show, great. But like, yeah, as a real person, that sucks. Like I, I would not, never use him as like some sort of I would of not have compass. had those dinner party hangouts, whatever I wouldn't with hold him. him to any kind of standard. I would not have even included him in the murder mystery thing. I, I would wouldn't have, not have had saved him his anything. job. No. Yeah. So <laughs> I think like Martin says in an episode early on is like, People stink, Frazier. Just some people stink, you know? And like, Frazier... That's it. That's the show. There it is. Frazier needs to freaking learn that. So, eventually Frazier goes to Bulldog's house Mm -hmm. and... Which is also just unhinged. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine? I know it was in the 90s, but they still had cell phones. (laughs) But if like your friend came over to your house at night and was just like... Tell the truth. <laughs> like, okay, like, ghost of Christmas past. Like, what? It's like, yeah, and like, it's not a good thing. If I was really friends with someone, I wouldn't have even had whatever Fraser said at first of like, oh, well, your conscience will get to you. No, I would be like, you need to like keep yourself in check. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't wait. Like, I wouldn't force them to confess and then be like, oh, you're not doing it how I want. Like, you, you get to say your piece of, I don't agree with that. And therefore, like, I don't know. I'm not going to hang out with you or something. I don't want to be around. <laughs> You're not like invited that. to my birthday party. No, <laughs> like you can remove yourself. But like at a certain point. Again, it's all what? about communication. He Did he do anything technically illegal? No, he, but and this is about morals and it conscience. Is, but it's also realistically, it's not something actively affecting Fraser. Like, it's not like. If he was in some situation where... How could you say that, Sarah? It's affecting him because he saw it and he knows the truth. He witnessed the truth and he's whistleblowing. Then he could just say that. He could just tell... He should have just told He could just go on the show. He should have told Roz or he should just mind his own business and like know that karma is going to come around. Everyone's going to get their comeuppance. Yeah, like, I I don't know. If I were Frazier, I would have gone to Bulldog and been like, hey, that was fucked up. Um... Are you, what are you doing? Like, what is your mindset? And if like, or like, if you're not going to admit it, don't milk it. Just play it down. Yeah, And then at a certain point I'll be like, well, I'm friends with Roz. 
I don't like seeing her groveling over to you. Like, I'm going to tell her what I saw because you're taking advantage of her. So you can tell her or I'm going to tell her. Like, yeah, someone on a Reddit post was like, what if Roz ended up marrying him because like that one action, you know, how could Frazier not tell her? Like, I'm like, first off. That alone would not have done it's it. Never, and it didn't. It but. didn't. And this is a ship pretend show. But. That's very real in our hearts. But. Like, I think even the fact that she's making cookies, like, I think that's what's sad to me is someone is so like, oh my God, you know, like I, I think I you're such a real something. person and you've shown me the side of yourself. And it's like, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You literally sacrificed me <laughs> and my unborn child. child. And now I'm making you cookies and you're asking for milk. And you're getting laid on the daily. And like, yeah. you're getting like, a man of the year award. Nothing is stopping Frazier from, if he needs to say the truth, he can tell Bulldog, hey, I'm going to tell him if you don't. In the beginning, if Bulldog says, no, I'm not going to say anything, go say it then. What's, See who listens, who cares, whatever. That's yeah, it. and like, if he's so like, integrity, like has a heart on for integrity and like a good <laughs> conscience, it's like, what's the phrase? It's like, good men who do nothing are like just as bad as bad yeah, men. Like that was very well eloquently yeah, quoted. No, totally. Good men who do nothing are just as bad as bad men. <laughs> you know that quote. But it's like a like the concept of like innocent bystander, but like any bystander is like mm-hmm. there's actually something called a bystander effect. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure you know about it. <laughs> but where you think someone else is going to like for example, calling nine one one. Like you hear someone screaming, you think someone else is gonna call nine one one. So no one, calls. nobody calls nine one one. And there's like thirty people who heard the screams. That's the most insane thing. I know, wild. That's why I always call. Uh, yeah, that's what I. It's good to be aware of because you you never you can't take a chance that someone else has. True, and also like sometimes cases get solved by just little random calls. Yeah, plus like, you could have heard or seen something different from someone else. So even if they had multiple calls. Perspective. Yep, you're right. But sorry, I just wanted to say, unless this was personally affecting Fraser, like if they're in some situation where Fraser's job was affected or like his reputation was ruined or something. Or he then, grabbed his wife who's pregnant. You yeah. Know, like if it's Fraser's wife. I still, A, would have reacted more strongly the first time, mm-hmm. regardless. And mm-hmm. B, then I would kind of understand coming to the house and be like, bro what's up like what is this yeah we're having a chat but i just think you're doing the wrong thing so i'm gonna bother you at 9 p.m dude he literally is like ghosts he's like christmas (laughs) carol like and you know who bulldog is you think he's gonna respond to that no and you'll see that he doesn't spoiler alert spoiler for all the new so fraser goes to bulldog's apartment his apartment number is three 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 yeah that was weird Okay, so 33333, that's my favorite number. I have it tattooed on me, blah, blah. But I think it's interesting. Some theories are that it's half 666. So it's like bulldogs at this impasse where there's there's a good way or a bad way. You can be like devil or he's half the devil because he's a little guy. Of course, my little like numerology in numerologist in me wants to say three, three, three is about spiritual guidance yeah, and having your guides around you, mm-hmm. not necessarily angels or whatever, but whatever you believe that energy is like guiding you and you're protected and it's like putting you on the right path. So if there's any like numerology people on the writing team, maybe... I mean, it I think it is a choice rather than like some random like scramble of numbers. Like, oh to yeah, give him everything. Like a it's called mise en scene. I went to oh. film school, and everything within a shot is on purpose, pretty much. Oh, I love that. That's what I always hope for. Yeah, especially with like film. Yeah, and like auteur directors like Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. I I imagine with television shows. And sitcoms, there's an effort. Obviously, they have smaller budgets and like the yeah, three. The if th- I three was camera. writing something, I would be thrown in every. But I would detail. just be like, yeah, here, put put like, you know, my mom's name is like this. Is, yeah, like, you know, fun stuff like that. So I don't know, but three 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 came up. So what is Fraser's apartment nineteen oh one like? Needs to insert himself in everyone's business. Is that <laughs> what that means in numerology? <laughs> Nosy ass, <laughs> nosy ass motherfucker. 
That's correct. That is correct. Yep. Fact we will check. not be writing any wrongs next time on nope. that one. I stand by that point. Mm-hmm. Sarah is an expert on numerology. Thank you. So I wrote a book. <laughs> oh, Frazier, don't get at me for lying. Is that the title of the book? Oh, Frazier. <laughs> I wrote a book. Oh, Frazier, don't get at me for lying. <laughs> super it's funny because i feel like in my everyday life and with my friends or at least with my best friend she's she's literally been like this is like a humble brag but i'm just saying this okay. perspective she'll be like you're the most like morally like upright person i know or just the fact that i care and i think especially like people like i guess with her because we talk about this morally stuff more. upright like compared to those who are morally sitting down yeah it's kind of ableist it is. Tell, tell, <laughs> your, tell your best friend to check her language. Um, but I just mean, I think like sometimes when my friends will talk to me, for example, or at work, I'm like, but we got to do the right thing. Oh, or, I like, know. Trying to- you are. It's good. That's a good quality. Mom taught us. Mom taught us that. Mom that was did. like hardcore because she can tell when you lie. Like, she, oh, yeah. Like, I just, you just I never can't. Did. And then if you did lie, you would you would be compelled to clear your conscience and tell her eventually. Yeah, like, just the way she is. I, I don't know. You she can't. created an environment where, like, you just know that's not constructive and, like, you, you know that she icky. would know. And, yeah, you'd feel like, ooh. Yeah, it would just be weird to be around her. And she's, like, someone, you, it's, she's just easy to She's also, yeah, to. she like, doesn't, like, She created like, an environment where you can, like, be safe. honest with her. Yeah, she didn't, like, fly off the handle. So, definitely, that's her for real, but... Um, I think that's why, part of the reason. And also, you're just, like, a good person, your soul. Well, thanks. Well, yeah, I, I just try, but, I mean, I'm, like, out here, like, shitting on Frasier as if I am not that person. <laughs> just, like, but... But I wouldn't be showing up you at Bulldog's house. Are and not I would have been extreme. I would have been more firm the first time and I would also remember like this is truly not affecting me personally. So like there's a limit like, to how much. You say your piece yeah. and that's all you can do. Yeah, and I tell my friend because it affects them. Yep. And that's what I feel obligated to do. That's There you go. Done. You already solved it. Episode over. Thanks. In the show called See us Sarah. Next month. <laughs> See us in five weeks. <laughs> Each episode is gonna come out like a week later than the last one. So next episode is going to be in a month. Four weeks and uh, then five weeks. <laughs> and then we'll have like a Christmas Eventually, special. it'll just be a year out. <laughs> and two years. And then it becomes a lifelong social experiment. I'm like, suddenly we're alongside the turtle. The turtle! <laughs> Shouldn't God, have brought that, him up. That made me so happy God. in the whole conversation. A lot of listeners really enjoyed that. I'm really glad. I was scared, but you know what? I was like, this is who <laughs> we are. I was going to say, that's my authentic self. <laughs> Those are just, that's just how our brain works. Speaking of which, I just want to say we're not even drinking any wine or anything today. So this is just, this is just us in our raw state. So if we're you raw have dog any feeling, in this podcast, yeah. we're raw potting. <laughs> We're raw bulldogging. No, no, that one's kind of weird. Yep, that one's. Really I don't want to involve that. No, 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 that's a bad mental picture. Sorry, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> okay. Oh, anyways, so can I go back to how he's at Bulldog's yes. apartment? <laughs> okay, I just have so much to say. So much to say. You about probably your episode. <laughs> I'm gonna try and like not say anything during yours. Oh. <laughs> Because I bet you'll just still have so much to say. Yeah, I have a lot to say. This girl's opinionated. You should have a podcast. Because I care about morals. That's why I like Frasier, actually. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Okay. So he's pleading with Bulldog at the door. And he's clearly clearly interrupted, like, Bulldog enjoying and milking his heroism, his faux heroism. Milking his heroism is the worst (laughs) but most accurate way to describe that. Because milk is gross. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> okay, so he's pleading with him to come out and tell the truth. And Bulldog suddenly gets all sheepish. And he's like, oh, you're right. I feel really bad. And that's where we get one of the best moments of Fraser yelling when he says... You feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser yelling. I just want a montage 
of like five second clips every time Fraser just yells a thing. Oh my God. I, there has to be one. On, we got to track one down and share it. Yeah. 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 But just, I, I love, love that. That's like the greatest moments in the show. I am I love wounded. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know what you're going to say, but we're not going to say it. But anyways, he goes, you feel nothing. He's like, what? Little things don't bother me. The little thing in question is using a pregnant woman as a human shield. And he's like getting more and more furious, more Mm -hmm. worked up. And now he's like has a new commitment to making sure that Bulldog is going to feel so guilty by the time Frazier's done with him that he'll be unable to accept the Man of the Year award at the CBs. And he leaves the apartment. Once again, playing mind games instead of just... He has a radio show. Go on the air and tell people if it bothers you so much. Yeah, if you really think it's like he's the devil incarnate for this, like you have a platform. You have a lot of money. You can call the news. You can put an ad in the newspaper if you wanted to. Get a billboard. And honestly, it's (laughs) Bulldog. He's not going to like care. Like it will obviously his reputation would be damaged, but he's not going to be like Frazier. Like, how dare you? Like, he doesn't care about any of that. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like... You know, Frazier like, getting off. stopping you? I just like kept thinking and I even wrote somewhere in here in my notes of like just Frazier getting extra Frazier. <laughs> Frazier got Frazier. He's been Frazier fied. because he wants Bulldog to do the right thing of his own accord. But it's like, these are your feelings. They're bothering you. Do whatever you need to do. This is you how you do. would do. How you would handle it. Yeah. This is how you would do. You would do. <laughs> just do whatever is going to make you feel better. You cannot control what he's going to do. No. So, we're at the CBs. Mm -hmm. Everyone's mingling beforehand. Mm -hmm. In walks Roz. She looks miserable. But everyone's like... disco ball dress. And Daphne's like, oh, you look nice. She's like, oh, my hair is huge and this dress is a joke. And uh, Fraser's like, nonsense, Roz, you look divine. She goes, no, I look like divine. (laughs) That one's one's a good line. Really good line. But to be honest, I love that dress. Minus the bow. Take the bow off. Okay, yeah. The bow is what makes it horrible. But I would totally do you know how many like sparkly sequin dresses I have saved for my wedding and all the events that go around it next year? You love a good, like shiny. There's clearly a theme happening. Yeah. I love that dress I would like to wear it when I'm pregnant I'd wear it every day I'd wear it to Target I would taking a bold stance on this very bold just I, like her dress I, I yeah I would definitely agree it's the bow that makes it horrible the like they had to put that on there to make it undeniably bad I hate bows I can't stand them and I hate ruffled sleeves like puffy sleeves oh really so like any dress with a bow I've been like eh eh mm. just no bows like a front bow it's horrible. Yeah, or even a back bow. I'm okay with like I'm a not tie a bow. present. <laughs> my presence is my presence. Kiss my, my ass. ass. <laughs> so Niles arrives. He's in a tuxedo. <laughs> Daphne compliments him, and he's like, "Oh, it's not hard to look good in formal wear." And then in the foreground, <laughs> Ross walks by, <laughs> and of course, Niles. Has a quip and gives a very oh. judgmental look. And he's like, well, it's harder for some than others or something like that. <laughs> he knows how to just swiftly just knock you he down. He has a lot of opinions about dresses. Remember when they had to get he ready does. for that, like, British consulate ball? Oh, yeah. And he was like, you're not going to wear that. Especially with Roz, too. Yeah. He would. Yeah. Anyways. So, um... During this mingling with Niles, he finds out that his nomination is actually for the technical awards because he's like, all right, let's go to table 105. And they're like, uh, we're at table four. <laughs> I don't even see like a hundred That's something that would happen to me. <laughs> I would definitely overlook all the details and just be like, oh, cool. Like, I'm, I'm getting excited. this award. And then it's oh like God. back room. Yeah. Lights are flickering on the ceiling. <laughs> You're overdressed. <laughs> You have to pay for the snacks. <laughs> you have to put the chairs away at the end. Oh, uh, yeah, he does. Not to spoil, but that's like the funniest detail to me. Like, that's how you know it's not an official event when you're putting away the chairs. So, like, Niall's award show is in 
the Napoleon room and it's like through the kitchen up a bunch of floors or downstairs. I can't remember. And they're like, he's like, oh, Napoleon room sounds charming. And she's like, yeah, we named it that because the the ceilings are so low. (laughs) It's creative. Okay, so it's later on in the evening. Frazier's mm-hmm. been handing out awards. Um, he is clearly the MC. Mm-hmm. He's all excited because he has this whole plan with Bulldog <laughs> that we don't really know about yet, but that's why he's all jacked up as the MC. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, all right, it just leaves one more award for we'll be announcing man of the year after this, but let's have a little break. So everyone's mingling again. Niles enters and he's come from the technical awards Clearly defeated. He did not win his award. Mm-hmm. He was the only one in a tuxedo, mm-hmm. except for a man in a tuxedo t-shirt. Which was just a classic era. In time. Yeah, we don't, we don't see, see that those anymore. Enough. Like, where are they? We need Justice to for the tuxedo shirt. Bring back the tuxedo. I actually tuxedo. hate those fucking shirts. They're, <laughs> they're so horrible. But imagine them ironically. But- it's something that's needed. Like, remember, like, imagine, like, your boyfriend wearing one, like, hanging out. That'd be kind of funny. It would be endearing if he did yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, a necessary now. evil. It's like how people were ironically <laughs> wear those, like, animal wolf tiling at the moon shirts and stuff. It's like, it's like. It's a specific brand of person. Yeah. It's a funny guy. It's like, the, yeah, it's the funny guy, nerdy, like, yeah. cool dude. Funny, nerdy, cool. Yeah. He's everything. Perfect blend. <laughs> Um, so he was mistaken for a waiter, blah, blah, blah. Um, he was the only one well-dressed. Oh my God. I already said all that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about that tuxedo t-shirt and how I want to get Chris one. <laughs> Possessed you. Chris could pull it off. He got a certificate. <laughs> he could actually. <laughs> he could pull off any shirt as long as there's just a few holes in it. <laughs> then that's Chris's brand. <laughs> Um, he announces, or he doesn't announce, but he's like, I got this certificate though. Like not everyone's a loser, mm-hmm. but I only was able to receive it after stacking our chairs, <laughs> like putting away, folding the table. It's like a participation medal for cleaning up. It's sad. It's like at a school event. No, you know, literally, like a talent that's what it And then all of. the parents and kids have to like fo- put all the chairs away. You just want to help out. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to leave. <laughs> just bolt out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's back to the man of the year announcement. Frazier's on stage. He excitedly is like, oh, it's man of the year. It's Bulldog Briscoe. (laughs) And he suddenly brings like Christmas Carol style people from uh, Bulldog's past, Mm -hmm. like his childhood priest who he confessed his sins to. The most insane way to go This is insane. (laughs) Like his teacher, Mrs. McLeod, who taught him honesty is the best policy. These are all Frazier's words. Yeah. His peewee baseball coach who taught him it doesn't matter if you win or lose as long as you play fair. <laughs> this is insane. That's too many people. <laughs> and Wouldn't they the all feel random. weird? It, like if my second grade teacher, oh, Miss Salerno, I love her. If, she, if I actually saw her, I would be really excited. Aw. But, um, but like, yeah. You're told like, oh, you're so important, but also here's three other people that were like instrumental in his development. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a weird setup. And then the president of his like fan club, who's a child, like his biggest <laughs> fan, it's like a kid. Who's letting their child it's listen like, to him? Who are you going to lie to this little innocent child's face? Mm-hmm. And then the woman who gave you, gave everything to you and Bulldog's like, you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> And, of course, it's his mom. <laughs> Which is so awkward. <laughs> and, like, Bulldog's leaning over to Fraser, like, you're wasting your time here. Like, this ain't gonna work on me. So, Fraser brings in all those people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, obviously, Bulldog's taking the podium. And Fraser's like, I'm sure we're all anxious to hear what the hero has to say. <laughs> uh. So Bulldog crumbles his speech and he's like, I can't say all this now. And then he ha- happily accepts the award. <laughs> he's like, this is awesome. Or this is totally awesome. So Frazier gets back to the table. And honestly, everyone at the table is like making looks like even Niall. And everybody's like, wow, I can't believe he accepted the award. So like yeah. some people are kind of like on 
Frazier's yeah, sign. Like that is a lot for him to still just keep going. Or with maybe it. they're all looking at each other like, oh God, Frazier's plan didn't work. Now we have to deal with Frazier. <laughs> also, Frazier and his plan valid. not working. <laughs> so Frazier, of course, comes to the table, starts immediately complaining. And Martin, obviously because he didn't want to deal with Frazier anymore, just leans over to Bulldog, who's now down in the crowd. Uh-huh. This is after the show, and is like Bulldog, there's a man with a gun. Like, same freaking thing. Bulldog grabs his own mother and uses her as a human shield. So, he may not have confessed on his own accord. But actions don't lie. But actions do not lie. And he got his just desserts because mm-hmm. everyone saw who his real character is. And mm-hmm. that is an overcompensating coward. Wow. Lights. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's once again, Martin does it in the most simple way, but I think that's also a great thought also on, like, how to approach these things where Fraser's thinking, oh, your conscience is going to get you, or we're thinking maybe karma will get you, but it's really, like, your actions will tell, eventually, people will see who you are, like, it's based on who you are, you mm-hmm. can take that situation when a person shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Yes. I think that's Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. But it's he's maybe not in that situation, but over time he would do something similar and people will see. I agree. And I just love Martin's just Frazier's trying to enforce all these psychological, psychiatric methods to get the truth out, essentially, and is trusting in the individual Mm -hmm. to change and to be better. And sometimes it works. Yeah. I mean, that's people go to therapy and it helps them become better all the time. Yeah. Sometimes but it doesn't they work. they go willingly. They willingly go to therapy. You don't Which thrust it upon them in the middle of the night at their door. Uh-huh. Um, that's a good point. He really just like gives people therapy without consent. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, there needs to be consent with this therapy. There's no consent. Yeah. You can't just like. Because then it's just manipulating someone. Like they, they're not ready for that. It Even- has to be against like his... HIPAA or something. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Like, it's, it just doesn't seem like you can't. What do you think? And also, as a psychiatrist, again, like, even when people go to therapy, if they're not truly open to it yet, like, they don't make as much progress. So, how do you not know as a therapist that because, this person yeah, will be. It's just Frazier wants everyone to live to in just his do world. What he wants them to do, which is its own issue. You know, emergencies are what he constitutes his emergencies and he has a lot of purchases that are worthy of buying yeah. like spending money on or what he finds worthy of and everyone's morals have to align with his yeah. i agree that like everything bulldog did it was wrong and i i think there's validity in wanting to have the truth out and expressing that he like he doesn't deserve that recognition or whatever but also at a certain point like you can't be telling Bulldog what morals to live his life by when he doesn't care and he's not listening to you. Like, yeah, he clearly what are you does do? not. He doesn't agree with hold you. you in any high regard. He makes fun of you. That's like his only yeah. role. Yeah, it was it was a uh, futile for Fraser for yeah. sure. But Martin just comes in and like swiftly is like like removes the tablecloth under the plates, <laughs> like all quick and smooth, and everything that Fraser pretty much wanted to happen happens mm-hmm. in an instant. It also it gives off the vibe of like Martin's like I'm done dealing with this. Let me just yeah, get this he's over. He's like, with. all right, I'll get involved, <laughs> and his involvement is like three seconds, and For it's real. solved. Just you know that generation, man. Yeah. Hmm. Bulldog's character in this episode is not great. Like, there's no redeeming qualities. Yeah, there isn't. Because some of them, you'll see more of his, like, he does have empathy. It's yeah. just, like, it's wrapped up and covered within this, like, toxic masculinity wall. Yeah, but in this stage, it's truly, like, he cares so much about being seen as a hero, being held in high regard, getting everything he wants. Literally, that's what he likes in general, and then this happens, and it's, like, an, an onslaught of it, yeah. and he's just, like, finally, like, everyone's seeing what I know yeah. is true. <laughs> I just think it's so insane. Like delusional. Like, everything he did in the beginning, even if he didn't admit it, even if he just was like, oh, like, wow, that's crazy. I was just scared. I didn't mean to. Like, yeah. you could always already argue that but morally that's, that's honest- not right. But whatever. 
Yeah. He could but take it from some, and learn from it. But instead, he also goes the extra mile to turn out every single chance. Yeah, cash in on his, like, yeah. assumed, presumed heroism. Like, how do you, like, know that you, like, basically tried to sacrifice someone? And then you, like, I how just do don't know how you accept cookies. You sound like Frasier. You sound like Frasier Yeah, right but now. I wouldn't be doing this. this okay, the Frasier. <gasps> how dare you? I am wounded. <laughs> Take that back. Lest we forget. The the one I was thinking of earlier is, oh, am I being snippy? <laughs> like, and he gets is all it like, too much to ask that there not be gunplay in, in my, my living room? room? And he makes that like face. <laughs> I just like the moment of calm. Am I being snippy? Hmm. Gunplay. Oh, ties to this episode. More guns. That's true. This Couple is America. <laughs> All right, everybody, that has been part one of our two-parter on Bulldog. Bulldog. I hope it wasn't shit, and I hope it wasn't total BS. (laughs) I hope it doesn't suck. (laughs) I hope it doesn't suck. I hope it's totally awesome. Woo! Here's wishing you a good day. And good mental health that is not thrust upon you unwillingly. Consent to it. Consent to the Give mental health. <laughs> All right. Adios, guys. We'll s- see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. The Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast, is brought to you by Another Mr. Productions and is hosted by Ash Baker and Sarah Hale. Executive producers, Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Produced and recorded by Chris Sakura at Voyager Studios. Edited by Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Intro theme is Midnight Walker by Wendy Marchoni. Outro theme is Hanzo by Martin Landstrom. <laughs> <laughs>